Episode 288 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm Managing Editor Kirk Seminoff, sitting in for Bill. When Martha Everhart came to, came to the United States from Mexico 36 years ago, she didn't speak English and didn't have any background in aviation manufacturing or aviation parts. But working her way up at Wichita Aviation Companies, she kept a dream in mind to own her own company. Now she's owned Fast Parts LLC for a decade and recently was recognized by the Kansas Department of Commerce as an outstanding women-owned business. She joins me in this week's podcast to tell me the story of her aftermarket works company and how hard work and determination has led to small business success. She also talks about some pretty big dreams ahead for Fast Parts. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. The cover story this week is a look at our Emerging Leaders Program for 2023. Starting six years ago, the program was created as a way of spotlighting young professionals on the rise and give them a platform to talk about work issues, get insight from professionals in their industry and others, and to network. You can meet all of the 2023 Emerging Leaders beginning on page 10. This week's lists are Wichita area banks. We rank them by consolidated assets and by market share percentage. See who's at the top and who's gaining ground beginning on page seven. Our monthly Young Professionals series returns this week with a look at rising professionals in major companies. You can read about them and their careers beginning on page 27. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 46. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Martha Everhart joins me on this week's BizTalk podcast. Martha started Fast Parts Enterprise LLC back in 2012, and 10 years later, the aerospace company is the winner of a Kansas Department of Commerce Award for women-owned businesses. Martha, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Was the award a surprise to you? How did you find out? Yes, it was a surprise because um, I attended other um, events, similar events, but I... I thought that they were for other categories, but not for aerospace. Um, I was surprised to hear that um, that I was nominated because of of you know what I've been doing for many years. So that's that's what I thought that they were for mm-hmm. the other categories. What kind of a feeling is that to be surprised like that? Oh, uh, it's wonderful. Like it's it's very very wonderful because um, in this field, it's very difficult to. Our, it has been you know, difficult to receive rewards <laughs> mm-hmm. because the aerospace is very complicated um, and there's a lot of headaches more than rewards. <laughs> right. So um, it was great, great to hear that. So, yeah, Super. I'm very pleased. Well, well, tell me about Fast Parts and and, and uh, what, what does the company do exactly? I know you're in aerospace, but you can tell me a lot more, but... 
So because the experience that I had um, that uh, working for aerospace companies um, originally, uh, when I came to the United States, um, I applied for the amnesty and I, I'm part of that program, 1986. Um, and I actually started um, working as a cook and then um, I really didn't want to stuck in there. So I went to the um, employment office and they recommended me to do a uh, training on um, on aerospace, but as installer. So um, after I finished that training, I went and applied to Cessna and then Cessna gave me the opportunity to work for them on the uh, completions department. And then from there, um, I apply um, for a position on uh, parts uh, distribution, this Cessna area too. And then um, after that, I started uh, taking over the Latin America uh, market uh, because of my Spanish. And then um, I was um, helping all those customers uh, then because of um, other situations uh, came along. Um, the um, Bombardier Aerospace offered me a job <laughs> and um, I went to work for Bombardier. Um, and then um, when I was in Bombardier, I did a certification on uh, trade compliance on import-export. And then I went into that area so I went to Spirit as well. And, and when I went to Spirit, I went to sales um, aftermarket as well. Then in those days, Boeing uh, transferred the, um, all the warehouse to uh, Seattle, um, to the base in Seattle. And then I went to export compliance as well. So came back to Bombardier. And well, then I let's, got let's, let's stop for a minute. Uh, yes. And go back to, to you coming to the US. Where are you from originally? Mexico. Mexico. Okay. Yes, and so you, Harvard. how old were you came, when you, when you came to the U.S.? I came like I was in my um, probably early thirties. I see. When I came. Yeah. With no aerospace experience at all, right? Actually with no English and no aerospace. Um, I started uh, learning English um, in a convent Um I did my 11 books of ESL and then my three books of um, pre-GED and then my GED. Um, then I applied for Pell Grant at Wichita State and I started my education in Wichita State and then um, I finished um, in French University uh, with double major. And when I was a spirit, I completed my master's degree in mm -hmm. business law. So when you came to the U.S. with no real aerospace knowledge, how quickly did you pick it up? Or obviously, you've you've been able to pick it up. How how were you able to do so well so quickly? Um, because um, when I worked at Cessna, um, I learned a lot in there. I was exposed to um, what is aftermarket sales, and um, I helped the uh, Latin America. Uh, customers, which is not a very easy market to work with mm -hmm. because uh, their regulations, because their paperwork, they have a special laws that have to be made uh, in order to for export import uh, situations. So 
um, that gave me the experience to learn and when I got it out from Bombardier, um, I thought that my career was ended <laughs> or ended. And then um, one of my customers called me and asked me to uh, buy a part from Cessna for him. And um, so I went and I got some of my savings and I bought the part for him and then he paid me. And the next week after I bought, I bought some O-rings with two $300, he sent me a request for a quote for almost half a million dollars. How did you take that? Oh, it was, I thought there that is what I needed to do. So, you know, I was, it was surprising to me. And actually the customer was one of the uh, generals of the Colombian Air Force. Ah. <clears throat> and then um, I thought, well, this is what probably I need to be doing. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what year was this? Uh, this was in 2011, mm -hmm. uh, almost when I was starting to think about what I was going to do. I was applying for different other companies. Um, I thought I did a few translations in a, a hospitals and for other people. Um, but and then when this customer came in and offered that, I thought, no, I need to do that. The question was, um, how am I going to start and from where? And um, my husband always was reluctant for me to do this because he said, why would they buy parts from you when they buy it from OEMs? Why would they come to you? Uh, how much money are you going to make? And I, I told them, give me six months. Let me try six months and then I'll prove you. <clears throat> Excuse me. After today, he said, you asked me for six months and you have 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a logical, he, he made a good point, though, it was a good question, a logical question about, you know, mm -hmm. what was it about you that you were able to have success, I guess? Um, so several things. Uh, when I was working in these aerospace companies, I was not in the, noticing that there were some need for customized customer service. So, and the other one is the customers in Latin America, they not always speak English. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So one of the services that we provide here is that all our uh, group is speak Spanish and English. And little by little, our um, our customer list is growing and growing because um, what we offered originally to to managers or owners of companies is you don't have to hire anybody who speaks English and paying more when you can talk to us and we do the job for you. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that come to us. Language is one. And the second one is that we have all kinds of inquiries related to aerospace so from ground support equipment to headsets for pilots and co-pilots to uh, any parts, even engines, anything we, uh, we provide to customers. Mm -hmm. um I have to imagine that when you have some initial success in a specialized company dealing with <laughs> Spanish speaking customers, that word gets around pretty quickly. Yes, it did. It does. Talk about that. Yes. So um, 
We had, um, when I was working at Cessna, I had this special group of people that only came to me because of the language. Um, but I was only selling Textron parts or Cessna parts. When I came and opened my business, I told them, hey, I also can sell you Bombardier parts. I can sell you Pilates parts. I can sell you uh, Goldstream and Falcon parts. So it was expanded more and more. And then it says, oh, I have a customer or a friend that has a Bombardier airplane. Oh, sure. Let's uh, let's get that. And then that guy says, well, I have a customer that has a Goldstream um, and he needs a windshield. Sure. So as how we've been uh, growing our list of customers and getting a little bit more popular, I um, I have people in Mexico that are asking me to open a facility in Mexico, and we're actually thinking about it. So I don't know. I'm just going to let to see what happens, but it may be something that we'll probably start thinking more seriously. Mm-hmm. So, so back in 2012, when you're getting started <laughs> and your, your husband is a little skeptical, but he's saying, Here, here's your chance. Uh, talk about how easy or difficult it was to start this business. It was very difficult because I didn't have the money. And nobody believed me. And I said, you don't have money. My husband was the first one. You don't have money. And, and, and it's, it's going to put us in bankruptcy. And then who's going to pay for your insurance? And you have to help me with the bills. And I thought, well, I, I will. I said, just give me this chance. I took some of the money that I had in my savings. And I... When and since I did my master's in business law, my instructor in contracts um, is an attorney. And I went to talk to him and I said, actually, uh, my thesis was opening my own business. And I went to talk to him and then I said, can you be my attorney? And then he said, what? <laughs> and I, <laughs> I said, I opened my own business. And I said, why? How? And I said, I don't know, but I. I want you to be my attorney. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he said, you need to do this, 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 and that, business plan. And then I went to the SBA and then I started talking to people. And then I told them, I said, I only have $4,000 and I cannot pay you more. And he said, I'm going to charge you $1,500 for your paperwork, your registration, your IRS, everything. And you're operating agreement. And I said, sure, let's do it. So he went and did all my paperwork and I registered. Now, before that, I was, he asked me, what's the name of your company? And I said, I don't know. He said, what, how do you want to name it? And I said, well, um, I want something that it means expedite. Because in the aerospace, you have to be fast. You have to be accurate and, and prompt. So um, I went in, in online and I registered my company as a fast with F, but I found tons of people with the same name. And then I thought, how could I say it? And all of a sudden, well, why don't I just do the same name in a different form? And I start creating this come up fast. I entered it and took it right away. 
And immediately it says, you're going to receive your information in two weeks and all that stuff. And then when it talked to my attorney, I said, this is what it's going to be. Well, I was going to ask how fast <clears throat> it went from F-A-S-T to P-H-A-S-T in the title, but now I know. Then yes. that's, it's, it's pretty sharp too. I mean, it's easy to remember and you don't, you don't forget it very easily. Uh, talk about how, once you got started, how you've been able to grow over a decade. Um, once I started, you know, it's not very easy. It's very difficult because you have a lot of barriers. First of all, the first one is money. Um, the second one is uh, the help. I was not able to hire anybody right away because I didn't have the money. I started in my house, but it became to be a little bit difficult because all the um, shipments for aircraft, because aircraft is regulated, aircraft parts is regulated. And then um, my attorney said, uh, Martha, you cannot continue doing your business in your house because uh, you need to have a fiscal address where you have business. So one of um, my husband's cousins uh, has a business of doing some sort of like a business cards and stuff like that. And I said, can you give me a little room in your, in your office that I can have just a computer and a chair? And he said, yeah, I'll charge you, you know, rent. I said, sure. And so I would start using my savings and then all of a sudden I got this order, this order, this order. Now one thing that it helped my business is that when I was working at Cessna, I was working for the um manager of government contracts, which his name was Bob Roo. Mm -hmm. And Bob Roo um one day um I was doing my business by myself. Bob Roo said, Martha, I'm retiring. Do you want to come to my um retirement party it says now we're going to do some cakes so I went there and then I talked to him and I said Bob how's it going he said well I'm ready to retire from Textron when he told me that and I said do you want to be my CEO <laughs> <laughs> and then he said what are you talking about <laughs> and I said please come to see me and he said I need to see operating agreement, I need to see contracts, I need to see that, that, that. Next day I went to his house and I said, here's what you needed to see. Do you still want to be my CEO? And he said, yes. So um, he came aboard and he brought a lot of other people and customers. He was very well known in um, South Africa. He was well known in Europe and everything. So he brought a lot of that other stuff to the business. And that was one of the things that helped us to expand in mm -hmm. other ways. So. so how many employees do you have now? I have six employees, but I have other people that come and help us once in a while. You know, like I have, I work with um, one of my best friends that she works at Rockwell Collins. Um, when I need something, she comes and helps me and then uh, bring me stuff or I say, hey, I need this or all that stuff. So um, and I pay her, you know, but mm -hmm. uh, but as I do have the accounting, we have a new business development. Now, I have to mention that I have uh, two partners. Those two partners came in 2008, 18, <laughs> 2018, <laughs> 2018, and then they are um, silent 
partner, partners, they live in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So they injected money to the company, but basically I am the one who owns the 51% and then the one that manages the whole thing. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm always interested when we talk at the business journal with, with, uh, in aerospace with women owned businesses and minority owned businesses as well. Uh, can you talk about the challenges you faced both as a woman and as a, as a minority, somebody from another country? Yeah, it is very, very difficult. Um, I faced more than that before, uh, prior to, to own the business um, where uh, I was ignored in many ways because, you know, I was a student that was getting ignored, even emails, nobody answer or call my calls and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's, it's a challenge because you have to call the attention and tell them, hey, I'm here. Um, like everybody else, please take care of this or please help me with this. Uh, so um, even when I was going to school, um, when I was doing, uh, reading my books, I had to read them twice because my level of comprehension is different. So it took me um, a lot longer or more efforts to, to really uh, accomplish a lot of stuff because um, the language and also because um, the rules, the regulations, even though I love to read rules and regulations, it's one of my, I'm a fan of it because with that, it's, it's how we rule and then leave, you know, up to right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, what does the future hold? Uh, you're at six employees now. Is is there an ability to grow even more, or how much more? So, I always open to opportunities. If someone comes and wants to look at the company and said, "I'm gonna, I would like to do something with you." I will be happy to, but it has to be related to aerospace. If um, so, what I'm I was expressing a few minutes ago is I would like to open a facility in Mexico, and that will give us more expansion um, here and there. Mm -hmm. Now we're in the process, or I'm in the process to develop a some sort of structure if we're going to do that. I'm going to need help some, from some people down there uh, and some from, from here, too. Mm -hmm. Basically, from here more <laughs> than down there. But um, that's our the goal, to, to expand, to grow. But like I said again, if somebody comes and, and says, Martha, I would like to join you, and then let's do this, and let's do that, I'm very open to opportunities. Mm -hmm. So, yes. What advice would you give to someone who is maybe in the same position that you were in, let's say 20 years ago, just getting into aerospace, uh, wanting to move up, maybe wanting to own your own business someday? What what advice do you have? Um, the advice is to follow your dreams. Mm -hmm. It's um, There's nothing impossible. I, I, I came to this country with nothing with no pretty much education, with no English and not knowing anything about culture. And I accomplished my dream. So follow and and follow your dreams and 
and grow as much as you can. But one of the things is education. Education is very basic. There's there's a lot of people who come here and just come in here. It means everything for them. No, grow learning, grow um, trying different things. Um, take every opportunity that you can have to grow. That's mm -hmm. what I would say. Last question. Did you ever tell your husband, I told you so? Yes, and he's still saying the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, Martha Everhart, thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much, and, and congratulations on your Kansas Department of Commerce Award, and best wishes to you and everybody at Fast Parts to, for continued growth, and we look forward to writing about an expansion into Mexico if that ever comes. Okay, we'll do. Thank okay. you so very much for taking your time. Appreciate oh, thank that. you. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 288. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow was where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.